0: Hello, and welcome to Holly History, where we discuss what you want to hear, bringing you the story and answering your questions. No fake news, no alternative facts. Just history, all the time. Okay, welcome to Holly History, where we discuss what you want to hear. Uh, Mr. Chrisman taking over the podcast this time. I know Mr. Demuros or Mr. D has been doing it for quite a while. Uh, but we decided to split up some shorts, so I'm going to be covering today the early colonial foundations, uh, kind of the beginning of the exploration of what would become known as the New World, although not new to the Native Americans who are already living here. Um, and we're going to focus on um, a number of countries, mainly Spain, Portugal, France, the Netherlands, uh, Sweden. We'll mention England, but that'll actually be the focus of our next episode, uh, English Colonial Foundations. So... Let's go ahead and get started. Um, You know, when when Columbus discovers, and we always kind of put that in air quotes, uh, the New World, it's always kind of a misnomer because, you know, Columbus uh, feels that he has found something um, that he thinks is India. Uh, In in reality, we know now, you know, he's landing in the Caribbean. Uh, Native American populations in the New World uh, range, you know, historians estimate anywhere from 30 million to 112 million. I've seen numbers a little lower and a little higher. In uh, either end of the spectrum. Um, I just want to remind folks that Columbus was not out to prove that the world was round. Uh, that's a common uh, mistake that folks make. I'm not sure where that came from. Uh, it's usually taught in younger grades. Um, you know, it's fairly widely known that the world was round. But the, the question was, how big was the circumference of the, the earth? And, and he actually thought it was much shorter uh, than it actually was. So when Columbus set sail from Spain... Uh, He's financed by um, the Spanish government. Uh, He sails west. He uh, believes that he's going to land in Asia and bring back uh, riches back to Spain. Uh, That's why when he lands in the Caribbean islands, uh, he calls the people there Indians because he believes he's landed in India. Um, He does not know, uh, nor will he know, uh, that there are two massive continents uh, that are in his way, uh, which, of course, are North and South America. Uh, I'd like to point out, too, that Columbus takes four trips to the New World uh, each time uh, with the goal of of reaching India. Again, he he thinks he's he's made it there. Um, You know, Columbus always kind of gets, you know, it depends on who you talk to is whether he's a hero or a villain. I think he's kind of both. You know, we actually celebrate Columbus Day. Um, and, and there's been some discussion about, uh, you know, should we take that holiday away? Because Columbus was not exactly the nicest guy in the world. He um, he enslaved Native Americans. He uh, also was responsible for kind of wiping out the Teanos, uh, the uh, tribe that he uh, came in contact with. Um, but, you know, he does open up this, this age of exploration. Uh, he also... Uh, is kind of the, the beginning of what becomes known as the Columbian Exchange in honor of Christopher Columbus. Uh, and, and that's an exchange of plants and animals from the old world, which is Europe, uh, Western Europe, uh, to the new world, which is North and South America. You know, I'll just I'll give a couple of quick examples. Uh, things that existed in North and South America that did not exist in Europe uh, and were taken back as part of this Columbian Exchange were things like tobacco, pumpkins, Peanuts, potatoes, tomatoes, peppers, amongst many other items. Um, I always find it interesting because, you know, we always associate potatoes with Ireland. We always associate uh, tomatoes and tomato sauce with places like Italy. But those European countries don't actually have those items until after Columbus's voyage uh, to the New World and his return. Now, there are some items going from Europe uh, to the New World that did not exist in the New World. Um, You know, some are are positive, some are negative. We have diseases that are going to be spread to uh, the new world uh, that are going to decimate uh, Native American populations. Uh, Diseases like smallpox, malaria, measles, uh, influenza. Um, Historians kind of estimate that, you know, Native American populations, after they experience these diseases, they have a ratio of like 90% mortality rates, uh, which... Uh, is absolutely devastating. Uh, Native Americans did not have or did not experience these diseases before, so their bodies were not immune. Their bodies had no clue how to fight off the disease, Um, and that's why there's such this high mortality rate. We have a a tremendous amount of livestock that did not exist in the New World. Uh, Things like horses, uh, cattle, pigs, sheep, uh, all of those, any that are that are found uh, today, uh, you have wild horses out west. Those are all brought over by Europeans uh, in their travels. Um, some other interesting things I, I thought were kind of kind of cool that were brought over to the New World. Things like honeybees did not exist in North and South America. Olives, onions, grapes. Um, so we have this this huge exchange of um, of diseases and and plants and animals. Um, you know, another part of Columbus's importance, and, and, and I, I said this before, is, you know, he, re, he returned, Columbus returns to the New World for riches. He comes in on four different voyages, and he kind of opens this age of exploration, which is going to bring a whole bunch of um, of other explorers, not just uh, Spanish or Italian, like, uh, like Columbus was Italian, but backed by the Spanish government. But what you're going to have is a race to, uh, to explore that will pit European countries uh, against each other. Uh, countries like Spain, Portugal, France, the Netherlands, Sweden, and England will all want to create colonies in, in, in what will later become known as the New World. Um, the gentleman who's kind of uh, credited with figuring out that what they found is not something, uh, not something that was known like India <clears throat> and that it was something new uh, is Amerigo Vespucci. Uh, and that's why we get these names, America, North and South uh, America. So, you know, you, you, have, you have these countries in competition with, with one another. Um, historically, uh, folks have you know, given the reasons of God, glory, and gold for the reasons for creating colonies. Uh, the idea of spreading uh, Christianity, God, uh, glory for uh, the, the fame that would come with, uh, being a great explorer, uh, and also gold, that idea of enriching your country. But I would argue that mercantilism uh, is going to be one of the biggest factors uh, in creating colonies. You know, Colonies are, are far off lands that uh, the mother country has to take care of, um, and that becomes an expensive venture because anybody who goes there has to be protected by the, the mother country's military um, they need to build ships and navies to protect those materials. Um, you know, and, and the mother country will will take the raw materials from from the colonies. Um, you know, the mother country uses those raw materials to create finished products and sell back to the colonies. Um, a lot of times, students think that that's you know, oh well, that, they're going to have free trade. The colonists can trade with whoever they want. Mercantilism is very controlled. It's, it, it. The goal is to make sure the mother country. The mother country is the one that um benefits the most uh, so you know you, you have spanish colonies that are trading specifically with spain uh so these colonies are pretty much stuck with trading with the mother country um, and and no one else so no matter what country was involved there were actually quite a few uh patterns about settlement uh in the new world at least at the beginning uh, the first is that it's these colonies are established usually near the coast Um, it allows for ease first off of trade Um, it would allow for ports uh, for for raw products to be sent out finished products to be brought back Uh, it also provides a certain amount of protection Uh, being along the coast uh, the mother country can send uh, its navy or its army to come in and uh, protect the colonists who are living there Uh, native americans We're usually seen as as a valuable source of information and tips on how to survive, but they're not seen as equals by the Europeans. Um, And and this leads to some some real miscommunication between Native Americans and Europeans. Um, You know, the Europeans believe in this idea of land ownership, where the Native Americans really have a a very different view of of, uh, the land itself. Many Native American groups don't view the land as owned by any one person, um they view it as kind of a commodity that that folks can take from um, you know a lot of a lot of folks no matter what country they're from are com- coming to the new world to start a you know, new beginning um it, it's it provides a place where you know for people who are in trouble with the the government or the law to start anew um for other groups it you know gets them away from government's kind of prying eyes. Uh, and, and allows folks to, um, to kind of exist on their own, uh, which sounds great but uh, is, is incredibly difficult to do because uh, 3,000 miles of ocean are going to separate you from the mother country and any kind of protections or uh, laws that, that government uh, might afford you. So I'm going to start talking uh, really quick here. I'm going to break down each country uh, really quick. Uh, the New York State Framework really kind of focuses on these uh, and I'd like to point out, you know, we, we talk about settlement in North America usually as westward expansion. Uh, I, I read a, a great book a, a while back called *A Voyage Long and Dark*, um, where this uh, historian's kind of going through these these famous places uh, of exploration, uh, like Saint, Saint Augustine and, and other places. And, and what he said is, we really kind of re- need to reset. Uh, The narrative of, you know, exploration of North America actually occurred west to east. And then once the United States is created, then we have westward expansion going back the other direction. So let's start with Spain. Uh, Spain, again, is going to finance Columbus's uh, voyage in 1492. Um, You know, on a map, Spain will end up settling islands in the Caribbean. They'll settle Central America and South America. Um, they're going to send conquistadors, uh, Spanish conquerors, over to subdue the Native American populace. Um, two of the na- two very large Native American civilizations are going to be wiped out by uh, different uh, Spanish conquistadors. I'll start with the Aztecs in modern-day Mexico. Um, the Aztecs had a very large, powerful army. Um, they are defeated by Hernando Cortez. Um, And the Incas, uh, who lived in uh, South America around modern-day Peru, actually had an empire that stretched north to south about 3,000 miles, which is the same distance roughly from New York City to Los Angeles. Uh, And the conquistador who kind of led the destruction of the Incas was uh, Francisco Pizarro. Uh, All these conquistadors, you know, Hernando Cortez, Francisco Pizarro, amongst others, um, they did have better weapons than the Native Americans. Uh, But in most cases, the Spanish were actually outnumbered uh, by these Native American civilizations like the Aztecs and the Incas. So the Spanish actually um, manipulated enemies of those empires to work against a common foe. And then once they wiped out the Aztecs or the Incas, then the Spanish turned uh, on their former allies and slaughtered them. Um, That's in addition to... Uh, any Native Americans who would have died because of uh, diseases and things like that. Um, Spain, you know, is is kind of interesting if you boil it down. Spain is actually really in search of gold, kind of that God glory and gold idea. Uh, The Incas in particular had access to this natural resources. They saw it uh, for spiritual enrichment. Uh, It wasn't something that they they valued uh, economically uh they they lined if you believe the the primary sources uh from the spanish uh incas lined some of their uh spiritual buildings with gold uh and the spanish saw that and and wanted it for their own um and they took it uh the spanish did set up a brutal system of oppression and slavery for the native americans uh for my high schoolers uh, you might remember the encomienda system uh, which is designed to keep uh, the native americans in their place um, and the Spanish will send missionaries to convert Native Americans to Christianity. Uh, but it's a very interesting uh, way that they do that. Uh, basically, the Native Americans are told, uh, you, you either convert uh, or you, we will kill you. Um, so the, the Spanish empire that's established in the New World is very much uh, antagonistic and uh, what we think of today as imperialistic. Now, Spain's neighbor to the west, uh, Portugal, uh, sharing the Iberian Peninsula, will uh, settle mostly along um, the coast of West Africa. Uh, but they will establish some, some colonies in what's modern-day Brazil around 1500. Um, and they do give Brazil their independence in 1815. Uh, Portugal they don't focus too much on. And, and I'll be honest, I don't know a whole lot about Portuguese uh, colonial aspirations other than the fact that uh, the sugar plantations in Portugal were some of the worst uh, places as far as survive, survival rates of African slaves uh, in the Western Hemisphere. Sweden, uh, one of those Norwegian countries way up uh, around you know the Arctic Circle, will also establish uh, a colony, a uh, very short-lived colony, established in 1838, uh, right around present-day Delaware and Pennsylvania, roughly around where Philadelphia would be. Um, the Dutch, who are from the Netherlands, uh, would later defeat Sweden uh, in a war in 1655. And the land that the Dutch would end up with would end, eventually be given over to an Englishman by the name of William Penn. Uh, and if that name sounds familiar, he will later on to go on to, to form the colony uh, of Pennsylvania. So Sweden is, is you know, in the New World, but for a very, very short period of time. Um, France uh, is another country that you know similar to Spain will establish an extensive empire Um, France will establish colonies if you look on a modern map uh, the colonies would uh, stretch from modern-day Canada down the st. Lawrence River Valley uh, through places like Montreal and Quebec uh, down into the Great Lakes area uh, which would include places like Western New York including our very own uh, areas like Rochester and Holly and Buffalo uh, through the Great Lakes and then over into the Mississippi River Valley all the way down to what is present-day New Orleans. Uh, they will establish some islands, um, some island uh, colonies in the Caribbean uh, as early as 1534. Now, the French are interested in the fact that uh, they're not looking for gold like the Spanish. Uh, they're looking for something that actually, at this point in time in history, is actually more valuable, and that's uh, furs. Uh, The fur trade with Native Americans was very, very um, dominant and uh, you could actually sell Native American or you could sell the the pelts that Native Americans traded to uh, French trappers uh, back in Europe way more than you could for uh, things like gold. down in the caribbean they will not rely on uh native american i'm sorry native americans for uh pelts but they'll rely on things like uh sugar and sugar cane items that are very difficult to grow in france france will also be focused on mission uh missionary work converting native americans to christianity however the uh the french will send over um Jesuits, uh, a, a group, certain group of monks who will seek to convert Native Americans, but they do it very differently than the Spanish. Rather than convert or die, um, the Jesuits sought to assimilate themselves in Native American culture. They learned the food. They learned the language. Uh, they learned the traditions. And Native Americans tended to be a little more receptive to the messages that those French missionaries had. Uh, rather than the Spanish uh, and their threats. Um, so France and, and Spain are really going to early on be kind of the two dominant countries uh, in uh, North and South America. I'm going to continue on here with, uh, with another country that, uh, again, had a relatively uh, short-lived colony, uh, but very successful, and that would be uh, the Netherlands. Uh, the Netherlands will establish uh, in 1621 the Dutch, Dutch West India West Indies Company, sorry about that. Um, and this was actually this company was formed to establish Dutch colonies. Uh, and that colony was established near present-day New York City. It was named New Amsterdam in honor of the, the main city in the Netherlands, Amsterdam. Uh, and by the 1650s it actually was one of the larger settlements, Uh, along the east coast of what would later become the United States and was one of the main ports for trade. Uh, Even uh, the French uh, would trade for furs uh, farther inland and then they would ship them out through New Amsterdam. Uh, So the Netherlands you know they established this colony in the 1620s Uh, it grows in the 1650s but unfortunately for the Netherlands they fight a war with England uh, and they lose and in 1674 Uh, the area is ceded or just handed over to England and will later on become uh, the English colony of New York. So New Amsterdam will switch over to New York. Uh, That's why if you go to visit New York City today, you'll find an awful lot of um, statues and you'll find an awful lot of names that are Dutch in nature because originally it's a Dutch colony and it's handed over to England. Now, the one country that I really haven't focused on uh, is the one that's going to be the focus of our next podcast, um, titled "English Colonial Foundations." Um, England's going to be kind of the Johnny Come Lately to the to the game, I would call it, of creating colonies. Um, England uh, will probably be will be late, but will probably be more successful, uh, certainly than the Netherlands or Sweden. Um, and and we'll, or Portugal, um, and will grow to really uh, challenge um, the Spanish and the French in the New World. So um, that's it for my first podcast uh, for Holly History. I uh, appreciate you listening all the way to the end. Uh, certainly, if you have any questions or you have any topics you want us to cover, please uh, email us at hollyhistory65 at gmail.com or uh, send us a tweet at history. Uh, Make sure you listen to us on SoundCloud. We have plenty of episodes. uh, And with the current uh, situation we have going on with the pandemic, we have a a ton of uh, shorts going up. And uh, we look forward to hearing from everybody.